0: What up, ladies and gentlemen? Hi there. Welcome to episode 53 of Epitome of Stupidity, your right favorite. Uh, uh, yes, 53. Ooh, look at that. Quentin got something right.
1: First for everything.
0: Uh, in the background, I don't know what it is.
1: It is a song called Dreamscape by a band called Ashbringer. Ooh, Ashbringer. Their album. Um,
0: Isn't that like a. Uh, what, uh, what are those people that build the house? Amish Holiday, where they go out when they're 17 and. Oh, that's Rumspringer. You're Rum. out Rum. of your
1: fucking mind. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> is that what it's called? You are out of your fucking mind. Their album, Absolution, comes out July, June 28th all, via Prosthetic, and Brian is even more fucked up than I am. Rom mm. Springer.
0: Yeah. Ashbringer. Bringer. <laughs> Ash Bringer. Is it good? I haven't listened to it. Yeah, I'm it's gonna good. Be honest. Absolutely, it's good. Why the hell would we be playing it if it wasn't fucking good? Everything we played hasn't been good. Point. That's not true. I won't tell you what's been bad.
1: Wink, wink, nod, nod. Right. Um OK. you ready? Go. yes Brian, what? The world needs a Subaru update.
0: This is old news. We forgot to bring it to you. So I picked up my Subaru as it was in the wait, wait,
1: wait. give us like the uh, previously on give us a <laughs> quick recap.:
0: Brian broke down four miles from home, had to tow it back himself, 400 four hundred four, miles, four hours, four from hours home. from home. And then uh, dropped it off at the dealership, picked it up four days later, and it broke down on the way home. Had it towed back to the dealership, and three weeks later, they had a total of a month. Three. I pick it up, and I drive it home. And then, not even seven days later, my lovely wife backs her car right into my driver's (laughs) side door, completely demolishes the thing, and um, so now I look like a piece of shit rolling around in my fucking (laughs) car that I just paid $1,500 to fix, and Clint loves it.
1: Uh, Dude, I've gotten a lot of really cool picture messages since I've had a cell phone that one might be my favorite. I sat in the living room. I see the reflection of you, shirtless in your shorts with your camera. At 8 o'clock in the morning, I was... A look of pure happiness on your face. Start of a
0: five-day weekend, You know Memorial Day weekend. It's Thursday. I'm off the next five days. The world is my oyster. I'm sitting in the living room, no TV. I'm just (laughs) pondering life and what I'm going to do with my five days off. And then, boom, she hits it. (laughs) I walk outside with my hand on my head, walk around to see the damage, and she looks at me. Well, I turn around and double over in agony. And then I turn around and look at her, and she looks at me, and she says, what now? <laughs> I say, you go to work, and I go inside and try not to kill myself.
1: <laughs>
0: Hi, so, Christina. That's that's what happened.
1: It's, it's good every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you listening to anything while you were trying to cope with this? No. No? I do not want to think about it. <laughs>
0: I can't think of anything I've been listening to. I listened, of course, to some Mastodon because I missed the show. have been listening to some Skeleton Witch, Skeleton Witch to try to get ready for a show. But basically, just relevant things, I guess.
1: Yeah, nothing you know. just for the fun of it.
0: Mm. <laughs> Moontooth moon is moon, always, right, always. <laughs> always on there. Right.
1: I also did some Mastodon, and I actually went to the show. Um, I hope you're sitting down. Here comes the breaking news. They are it was terrible. Badass. I wasn't there, so it was terrible. Did you get rained on? No. Uh, we stayed uh with the rain held off. It was good. They played Crack the Sky from start to finish. Every single note of it was fucking awesome. No. Oh, Obviously the alien had his fucking weirdness going on during the show because he's Brent Hines and he has to have something going. He was switching guitars in song because he couldn't get shit right. He he was he he had an SG on and he switched to a V. His silver burst. Looks at who you know, his tech or whatever, starts shaking his head again. Switches back to the SG, says fuck it, and
0: finishes the song. I wonder if it was like string height or something. Shit was I, just, the,
1: it, I mean, it was a muggy
0: day. Maybe the, the action was getting. He, see, the,
1: he had like technical issues when we saw him with Primus last year. He's always got something going a, on. A picky bitch. You know, what I've noticed, you know, how
0: guitar picky? Yeah, that too. Pun. <laughs> the, old, the old interviews of him, he's like pretty much straightforward. I think his wackiness, zany stuff is just because he's bored. Right. Because he sense. wasn't always like that. Now As, his outlandish answers and randomness. He wasn't he used to answer questions straight up like a normal person and then he just kind of got bored with it, so he's entertaining himself by being fucking weird. I mean otherwise
1: <laughs> why the else do you get that tattoo on your forehead?
0: For attention. Because you're bored.
1: <laughs> he uh he kept somebody in the front row was doing something I couldn't tell what, and he it was he was amused by it. <laughs> in between every like third song or something, he'd stop Fuck yeah, front row guy. <laughs> and starting uh, like two or three songs in, Troy, the bass player, says you know starts talking about how much he loves this city and all that stuff. And uh, he said, uh, as a matter of fact, last time we were here was the last time I puked. <laughs> Brent gets up to the microphone and says, let's go two for two. <laughs> that was probably the last time we saw him. That yeah, was. Yeah. It had to have been the private show. Uh, outside of that, I listened to some Melvins because why not? Uh, Did some Han today. Guess what? That stuff's still really good.
0: Han, I miss you.
1: And uh, some Pelican. We'll give Pelican Post Metal Band of the Week in anticipation of their new album that comes out this coming Friday, the 7th, 6th, something like that. Whatever this Friday would be. June 7th. 7th, 6th. You have a gig like that day, Clint. That. I do. We do. You do.
0: You do. You do. Do-do.
1: Do-do. Anyways.
0: Should we touch on that later? This is mm, That's kind of a funny story. Sure. Touch on that now or later? Now. Okay. So we got a gig on Friday. We do. And because we do everything fucking ass backwards stupid, we are headlining. We, <laughs> we've we got, never been on stage.
1: We've got 30 minutes worth of material, and we're on to headline for an hour.
0: Yes. Well, we have like 36 minutes of material. Yeah, but what's funnier, 30 and, minutes or 36? And we're, and we're getting paid for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> we're getting paid and headlining our first show. Uh, three of the i fi- well, I'm not counting crutches one time on stage. Three of the five of us have never been on stage. Shannon's been on stage recently. Our drummer hasn't been on stage in 10 years or some shit. I've played parties. That's not a stage. You were in a barn. <laughs> so, yeah, just why not? Why not just go full-on fucking... Finish the night, fellas. Yeah. And we're nowhere near ready, but uh, we will have to be. Dude, not Trial by thing. fire. Isn't <laughs> that what uh, Chappelle kept saying? Sink or swim. Yeah. All right. So... Yeah, everyone listening, come out and see us at the Muddy Creek Saloon on June 7th, Insidient, with something about white and obsidian eyes. There you go. Sold.
1: I think it's actually a free show, too. Yeah, free show. Why wouldn't you go? Why would they pay us? Why? <laughs> that's the more important question that we probably shouldn't bother with answering. All right. Um, that's all kind of funny. Oh,
0: now you're doing the same
1: way. Clapping for myself. You know what would be funnier? If Mark, we could get Mark Norman on the phone. You want to dial some numbers, see if he'll answer?
0: Well, um, I already know he answered, and I'm going to preface this by saying the audio's not great.
1: Yeah, well, it, we've also had worse.
0: Yeah. We we ha- we accommodated him on the cell phone because we were just happy to talk to him, and there's there's cell phone interference, but we promise you, you will laugh. He's funny. And it only lasts for about 20 minutes or so, so you'll be good. Okay? You want to call him? Yes. Okay. Lou?
1: ring <laughs> and he answered on the phone we've got mark normand i am saying that right right
2: right right
3: oh yeah you got it awesome i'm not, I'm not a douche i'm not normal <laughs>
1: mark how are you this morning
3: well you know a little hungover a little gay about to fly back to the city after a road weekend in rochester nice not bragging not,
0: not at all <laughs> how, how'd that go for you
3: It's actually pretty good. It's a great club here called the Carlson and uh, some Tuesdays came out and (laughs) and it was a fun, fun weekend. I got some new jokes cooking, so I can't complain.
1: Nice. So you're heading back to Manhattan, you say? Yeah, I'm going
3: to fly into Newark and uh, I live on the west side of Manhattan, so I can just pop right over in an Uber.
1: What What else you got coming up here soon?
3: uh well i'm I'm doing the tonight show in a couple
2: Whoops. weeks
3: uh i got shows all week at the cellar i got a ton of um dates on my my website i'm I'm all over the road this year trying to build a new hour
1: that uh you are much more busy than us <laughs> and famous <laughs> and cooler
3: ah <laughs> uh, come on you guys have a, a radio show
0: <laughs> something like that yeah that's uh we don't have to go anywhere, though. Right. We we're, don't get. We don't. We're not racking up the frequent flyer, flyer miles from the basement here or anything. Oh yeah,
3: I'm like triple platinum anal on uh, <laughs> Delta. <laughs> on Delta.
1: <laughs> um, so we came across Mark because he performed at the at the comedy tent there at Sonic a couple weeks ago, um, and I guess in general, how did that come about for you, Mark?
3: Uh, well, I actually did this. i was saying, but I. Hooked up with one of the girls who was it like five six years ago. I hooked up with her, and right. uh, she said, "Hey, we need a comic. We hadn't talked in years because we had a random fling. We hadn't talked in years." And she said, "Hey, we need a comic for this thing to uh, open for Dice." And I said, <laughs> "Open for Dice? I'll be there. I don't care what it pays or what." And uh, I just wanted to meet Dice, so I did it. <laughs>
0: How was he? Was he everything everything you ever dreamed of?
3: Yeah, and I was nervous because everybody's like, "Watch out! He's a ball buster, He's a mean guy. He's grumpy. He's you know, he's a douche." And he was super nice. He took a photo with me, and we chatted. And I took shrooms. It was it was quite a (laughs) quite a scene, man. I was on shrooms talking to Andrew Dice Clay. It was a wacky wacky night. Hang
1: on now. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Just throws stuff in there, though, nonchalant. Where did the shrooms come from? I guess. (laughs) Shit.
3: Well. So, you know, I'm at a rock and roll festival by myself, and uh, so I'm kind of just bored, to be honest. And the, this fan comes up, and he goes, hey, I got some shrooms. And I said, I'll take a few, and <laughs> I just popped the shrooms. And then uh, I sat on a picnic table. I was watching the sunset, listening to Papa Roach in the distance. And <laughs> the only way Dice you, walked it? up and sat down, and we just started talking comedy. And I remember hearing, "Cut my life in two pieces, you know, in the background. <laughs> The shrooms are kicking in and I'm talking to Hey yo what the fuck is up with this bitch I'm like this is so surreal I'm losing it
1: <laughs> What uh I guess Because we like to fancy ourselves a music podcast what, what kind of music do you listen to typically And then we'll get back I'm to the shrooms uh, I'm
3: a dork I like you know dad rock I like 70's kind of Singer songwriter shit I like Van Morrison and Tom Petty And stuff like that
0: Yeah so you weren't you weren't into interested in anything at Sonic Temple, then were you?
3: Not a thing. I think it's all silly. I think it's all embarrassing. They got you know some forty six year old guy with a chain wallet uh, <laughs> rocking out with a fingerless glove. That's come on, grow up.
1: Clint <laughs> is sitting here wearing fingerless gloves. By the way, well, just the one. I'm not wearing both of them. <laughs>
3: Ah, oh, sorry. Well, you know, you know what I mean. These guys are like, you know, they got a ton of hair gel in, and they're wearing big combat boots, and it's just weird to me to have. Uh, you have to have an outfit on to do your art.
1: <laughs> the the punk rot uniform. Yeah.
3: Right, right. I get it. You gotta you gotta stick with a brand thing, but uh, I don't know. Just people who would try really hard to be cool once they're grown ups is to me is silly.
1: I can't find any reasons to argue with that. He's really
0: not wearing bad boy gloves. I, I was just I was no, just but oh, I mean, all right. <laughs> uh, you never know with radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so how did your set go there?
0: Uh, went
3: well. It was in a, it was everything you didn't want it to be. It was in a tent. It was still daylight. It was hot out, uh, but it was good. The crowds were really nice, and yeah, had a fun time. And then I got to watch Dice go on in that what is it, the Mass Bay Stadium? What do you call it? Mopfry. Yeah, Mopfry yeah he got on he went on there in front of like sixty thousand and fucking did his uh hickory dickory dock, and the whole audience you know knew it and they were saying it with him. it was pretty wild. Did
1: you just fly in and leave same day hang out in Columbus uh, for a while?
3: flew in at like five went straight to the gig, did the gig at seven, did rooms, got <laughs> drunk, went back to the hotel flew out at like seven a m
1: nice what a day what a day that's a solid 24 hours day in the
0: life of a comedian here we go
3: not too shabby not a bad life these comics live in
1: not too shabby um so you say you've got the tonight show and all that stuff coming up i I guess that we're not terribly adept at talking to anybody i guess but comedians (laughs) especially here lately uh so we'll throw some generic questions at you like have we seen you in anything
3: uh well let's see. Uh I'm just a stand up act really. I I can't act at all. I've been in like Inside Amy Schumer and Best Week Ever and shit like that, you know, just stand up stuff. Okay. Uh but mostly I'm all over YouTube. I've been on Conan a bunch and Colbert and Fallon, uh Corden. Jeez. I had an hour special on Comedy Central. A couple of years ago, so
0: what the fuck are you doing on the phone with us? Right
3: <laughs> at ten o'clock on a Sunday. <laughs> I gotta probably can't say no. <laughs> um,
1: so you know, obviously, we're gonna be interested in the trophy type things here, and we'll just go right for it with hecklers. What? What? Uh, how? How do you deal with hecklers?
3: Uh, well, I used to be terrified of them. Just you know, I used to be on stage like, here it comes, it's gonna be ugly, but I find now that the audience tend to hate the heckler. The heckler is ruining a show. Right. Like, uh, these people paid money, and now some guy is just yelling out, like, you suck, or whatever. <laughs> and it's so you kind of already have the audience on your side. So if you pretty much do anything to shut the guy down, you're the hero. Um, but I find that you can't get too mad at the guy. Like, if you lose it on him, then you look worse. Right. You got keep to keep letting him be the bad guy. And uh, just kind of break him down, like, why are you doing this? What are, what are you hiding? Are you are you secretly gay, or what's going? On? You know, just you just gotta like uh, psychologically destroy him, and uh, then you will be fine.
0: Well, like a lot of your content is, um, I don't, like you know making fun of people and making light of things that really should be made light of, and and I'm glad yeah. you're doing it. I, does anyone ever get pissed off? You know, when you when you make your your generalizations when you talk about blacks and Mexicans and all that stuff.
3: All the time, yeah. Like, <laughs> All the time. I just did a show last night. I have a school shooting joke, and this woman just yells out, no, no, and I'm like, well, they happen, and they're horrible, and I'm trying to make light of it, and you being upset by this doesn't help the child.
2: <laughs> That's right.
3: That's you know, it's right just right a joke, like, go, get, go help the school shooting victims. This
0: is uh, this is comedy, sister. Get, <laughs> get out of <laughs> here. Yeah, if you get if don't go to a comedy show if you're easily offended because right. the funniest comedians are the ones that are borderline offensive, right? That's what's that's what I love about your stuff is you're you're hitting on all the the, the shit that I'm like, wow. I'm glad someone is saying that stuff he <laughs> said. Something well, about. yeah, I think.
3: Uh, thank you, by the way, but I think that's why comedy's so popular right now. It's like we're in a huge comedy boom. You know, there's Netflix and YouTube and everything. But uh, I think it's because we're more uh, sensitive to words than ever. So when you hear a comic say it, it's almost cathartic. You're like, all right, I'm right. thinking this in my head, and <laughs> I can't say it at work right. or I'll get fired. But right. thank God somebody's saying it. Now,
0: so, now I can repeat it because someone else said it. Hey, did you hear what yes, this <laughs> what's
1: yes. this guy said? It.
0: <laughs> so we just blame it on you.
3: Yeah, so as much shit as comics get, like Daniel Tosh made a rape joke, he might get fired. It's like, yeah, but he needed to make a rape joke. It's like I mean that's why Anthony Jeselnik is so great. He's got a fucking special called Fire in the Maternity Wars. <laughs> that's the <laughs> title. And jokes are great and it, it should be about the joke. The joke is like a little piece. It's like a little it's a piece of art, you know, like I went to Europe recently, and I would I would do pedophilia jokes, and they would clap after, which I couldn't believe. I was like, "What?" Never. They would <laughs> applaud it, because they see it as, "Wow, that's a tough subject," and you pulled it off. Good for you. Right. Where We're in America, <laughs> we just hear a pedophile. We just check out. <laughs> that's the one.
0: The accurate. one part of the bit where he says, "What do you? What's everyone mad at me for?" Am I the only one in the
1: room that's not a pedophile? When <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm not attracted right, to little kids. Right. Yeah, the logic
0: is there. You know. <laughs>
1: That got me, yeah, that is good stuff, uh speaking of some of your material, I guess you know what's the process there? How do you, you say you're working on an hour, and you know I assume that there's part of working things out on stage, but where does all that stuff start?
3: uh literally just starts with like a just a kernel of an idea, you know you go, oh, I think there's something there it's for me, it's usually an inconsistency, you know like people say big is beautiful, and then I'm like, so why do you go to the gym so like i I'll, I'll just think about that in the shower and then I'm like all right I gotta elaborate on that and then I just go back to my apartment and just try to write it out I try to write for like an hour a day oh wow and you know I just pace around my apartment saying shit out loud if something sounds like a joke I'll just write it down and then bring it to the show and try it And if it works great if it doesn't you go back and tweak it and try it again And it's just a lot of trial and error and it's pretty humiliating,
1: <laughs> humiliating. right it's uh I guess we should ask with the whole humiliating part there. How often? Uh, how often did you bomb coming up? How, how many? And how horrible was that?
3: Oh my God! I mean, I, I'm from Louisiana, so there's no real comedy scene there. So I moved to New York pretty quick uh, once I realized I wanted to be a comic, and I bombed probably two and a half years straight. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it was, I didn't know what I was doing, and I was pretending to be Seinfeld. I was just like, what's the deal, you know? And <laughs> it was, you know, these New Yorkers weren't having it. They they were brutal. So, I got a real kick in the pants. It would be like if a boxer just got beat up straight for two years, you know?
0: So, what was the turning point then? What do you think?
3: A weird story. I was, you know, I was being so phony on stage. I was, like, trying to present this little act, as if I was a real comic, but I, I wasn't in the room. I wasn't in the moment at all. At one at one point, I got heckled by this guy, and I was so frustrated and poor and losery that I just snapped on him, and that was killing. Because I finally came out of my shell. I was actually being a real human being instead of like a fake guy with a with jokes. And after that, I kind of got better because I could see, like, oh, that's what they want. you got to be a human being up there. You can't just be, like, this polished robot.
1: Okay. Yeah, polished robots are not funny. Yeah, not funny at no. all. I've seen the Terminator. <laughs>
3: yeah, they're taking our jobs. <laughs>
1: uh, so, I guess, who were your influences coming up then?
3: Uh, it was a big... Big Carlin guy, you know. I know that's like a easy one because he's a you know a legend. But Carlin, then Chris Rock was huge for me. I could I can recite uh, "Bigger and Blacker," um, you know, the whole thing. I know it by heart. Uh, so like those were big, and then, of course, the Seinfeld TV show was huge for me. Like all of that that sitcom, that nineties right stuff, that Jewish humor. I loved. right. Uh, then you start just getting into it, like. You know your friends like, oh, you like comedy? You got to check out this Mitch Hedberg guy. And I'm like, wow, this guy's interesting. And then you start hearing about Dave Attell. Oh, I love Dave Attell. And now you're like, Bill Burr's amazing. So you just keep going down that that rabbit hole, and you find all these new guys. I just got hooked on all of it. and I was obsessed.
0: So how old were you when you started actually trying to piece together your a show for your first open mic night, or whatever however it started?
3: Well, I started at 22, but I had horrible stage fright, so I'd have to get really drunk to go on stage. Yeah. And uh that just doesn't help anybody, because then you're just on stage, like, slurring and blithering. You look like an idiot.
1: And now you've so, graduated uh, the shrooms. I, 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 <laughs> what's that? And now you've graduated the shrooms.
3: Yes, that's right. But, see, I do it after the show now. <laughs> oh. That's the, that's the key. But, uh yeah, I moved to New York at 23, so that's when I really started to, like, actually try to build an act. But uh Yeah, it took a while.
1: What, uh, I guess what pushed you to to give it a shot?
3: Complete desperation and a lack of any prospects. Sadly. (laughs) I had nothing going on. My parents were like, You got to figure something out. You're embarrassing us. You know, my parents are successful. My brother's a genius. And I I was a loser. I had lived in a house with five guys. I failed out of college. I was just drunk. And so. I I had nothing else to lose. I was like, I always have such low self-esteem that I saw comedy as this crazy thing. Like, well, who am I, fucking Bill Cosby? I'm not that guy. It was it was like being an astronaut. It was so far away, and uh but I just said, fuck it, now that I'm worthless, I might as well try it because I already I'm already at the bottom of the barrel. So literally, desperation was it.
1: It seems to be working out for you.
3: Yeah, it's going all right now. I. I I just went up to New York. I put my back against the cliff and just tried not to fall off for years, and finally working. But you kind of need com if you need comedy, it'll work out. If you don't need it, like these guys who work on Wall Street who make eight hundred k a year, they go to one open mic a month and they're like, "I can't get it to work." And you're like, "Yeah, you got to need it. This has to be <laughs> the only to, thing in your yeah. life."
1: Just for context, you say you started around twenty two. How old are you now?
3: Thirty five.
1: Not bad. Not bad at all, yeah. so
0: that's
2: a long
3: road, you know?
0: Yeah, but something like that, I mean, you gotta... If you get in it, you gotta know it's a long road, right? Right. But that's probably pretty... There's probably a lot of people that look at people like you and get pissed off because they're doing it for 30 years and still haven't made a dime.
3: (laughs) Sure, sure. There's also the fucking 24-year-old who goes, "Uh, Hey, what's uh, how do I get on The Tonight Show? I'm like, what are you kidding? You're terrible.
0: Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. Well... So, uh, you know, like you said, comedians are everywhere Both Netflix and the Internet and YouTube. I mean, it's kind of like music. It's just so saturated. There's there's a ton of you. How do you? Yeah. I mean, writing jokes and all this stuff. How do you kind of make sure that your stuff is fresh and original and someone isn't already doing what you're doing?
3: It's really tough. It's getting harder and harder, you, you know. You got these guys now doing an hour a year, so they're just sucking up all the premises, all the joke ideas. Right. So you got to, I think the key is, for me, it's two things. One, I watch a lot of comedy just to make sure that I'm kind of being different. And two, you got to write about your weirdest life stuff, like your weirdest thoughts, uh, like that pedophile joke you mentioned. Right. I realized, all right, no one's going to do this one. This is <laughs> wacky. Yeah. Right, and no one's going
0: to touch this, yeah.
3: So yeah, no like you gotta—I feel like you gotta go to the weird parts of your brain. No more, uh, hey, my wife's always late getting ready, and uh, <laughs> black people steal or whatever. You know, you gotta really get out there. who's slow
0: crossing the street.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You gotta get, get into that weird stuff in your brain that you—you, are you, like, I can never tell anybody this. That's what you should be talking about. And
0: then you go out in public and tell everybody that, right? That's awesome. Yes,
3: exactly. And and there will be some pushback, but if you write a good enough joke. It'll work. And then that's the one that people connect to, ironically.
0: Right. Do you, do you maybe got to come out with some stuff that that isn't, you know, that's pretty safe at first, so people start to like you and you gain their trust, and then you hit them with something about Mexicans, and then they're like, oh, well, I already like this guy, so I'm not mad at him right now.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> that's true. Um, but also, I think the key is, Patrice O'Neill has this great quote where he says, you can't fuck with the truth. And I think that's dead on with comedy because if i say something offensive but it's true you can't really get mad at me you're you're like you're just mad at the universe right like, this is how biology works or this is how uh you know our brains work or how people are wired or this is just what's happening i'm just saying what's happening <laughs> right so don't get mad at me this right. is just the way it is
0: god it's so so true right? it's, it's so it's... crazy that people can't grasp that you know like I'm mad at him for what he said, but what he said is true. It's accurate, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's that's I love those parts in you know, usually stand-ups obviously where somebody will say something like that and it's holy shit, not only is that funny, but fuck, that's dead on. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, I love that too. It's I love uh sometimes I'll do a joke and it'll it'll get a laugh and I can hear some lady in the back go, "He's not wrong."
1: <laughs> um, I uh, do you feel like
3: you've made it? uh yeah I, i'm uh i'm satisfied i mean i obviously i want more and because i still i'm not a household name or anything i'm far from that so i still go to shows and you know old ladies are in the audience or some fucking guy with white hair or some just like a date night like let's go to a comedy show i'm gonna try to get laid you know <laughs> so like, i have a lot of people who come to my show who don't know what the hell i'm doing up there and they're horrified or hopefully they, they become a fan but that that to me i have considered myself making it cuz i don't have a day job and i live off comedy which yeah, yeah. is exciting but i want to get to that stage where when i go to a town when i go to columbus they go shit mark's coming we got to go see him and then the whole audience will be my fans that's that's where you want to be
2: <laughs> right
1: right and, and speaking of columbus we uh yeah I, we didn't end up there were too many things going on we didn't end up catching you while you were here and uh, we're definitely looking forward to the next time you make it through town, so that it's not surrounded by forty-year-olds with chain wallets and <laughs> things like that. Yeah, thanks. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wear a chain wallet there. I, think,
3: fl- I think Columbus is the best city in Ohio. yeah. you ask
1: me. I, we're not going to argue that. Yeah, hell, we're fans. Yeah. Um, we uh we won't eat up too much of your time. We'll try to have uh, uh I guess a little bit of goofiness with you, and uh, do a quick. Uh, thing that i forgot the name of rapid fire <laughs> oh my
0: god clint clint's hung over as it's, well so I'm, you gotta right. him.
1: as a matter of fact i'm gonna go get another beer
0: he, he's already hair of the dog literally right now at fucking 10 30 in the morning as, oh nice that's good, good on you he has girlfriends in the corner laughing because she's hung over and sick as well and we're just having a good old time here
2: um <laughs> so basically
0: we're gonna start to wrap, the, wrap this up as i said um we're gonna do a quick rapid fire you get two options um clint likes to tell you if you're wrong or right so you'll have that thrown in there.
1: I'm worried that that'll make me a heckler and he'll make fun of me, though, so I'm uh, probably going to that. Please,
0: please. And he's a ginger. You can use that against him, and he loves it. Ooh, so, good uh, to know. Any, any ginger bits real quick? Do you got anything lined up for that?
3: Uh, Well, I, just, I used to have a joke about how it's weird that you're not allowed to judge people by the color, color of their skin, but we do it with every other color. You know, you go yellow teeth, gross, uh, redhead, gross. <laughs> <laughs> you're enjoying this
0: way too much, Brian. I do. I do. I, I remember that, that joke, too. That's good. <laughs> All right, here we go. Coffee or tea?
3: Coffee.
0: Toilet one for one. Toilet paper, over or under?
3: This one I never got. Uh, I've have been yelled at by girlfriends. I, I don't understand the difference, but I guess they'll say under? Uh, the the, the build-up there is the right answer. No,
1: wah. he's right. It's, <laughs> it doesn't
0: fucking matter. <laughs> Beetles or Stones? Um,
1: what is the difference? I don't get it. I don't either. It's a big hubbub.
0: <laughs> well, one is right and one is wrong. It
1: seems like it's just came up in like the past six months, too. That everybody's it's yes, it's yes, a pop
0: culture exactly. thing. It's Yeah, it's just a pop culture thing. Um, Beatles or Stones? Oh,
3: that's tough. I mean, I'm, I'm a Stones guy just yeah. because I feel like it cooks a little more. You know, the Beatles have some Rocky Raccoon. You know, it's too much of that shit.
0: <laughs> um, Simpsons or Family Guy?
3: Simps, old Simpson. Of
0: course, yeah, Four got, for four. He's yeah. four for four. Hammett or Hetfield? That's a Metallica reference.
3: Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't. Well, yeah, remember everybody. I'm not hip. I'm a dad rock. So I'll just say, uh, is it Tom Lars? Petty? <laughs> Lars, you'll go with the drummer. Okay, there you
0: go. Uh, beer or liquor?
3: Uh, I love beer, but uh, as I get older, I'm all Scotch and whiskey.
0: All right. The woods or the ocean? <laughs> Ooh.
3: I'm an ocean guy. Okay. In the woods is where you get uh, raped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fall or spring?
3: Oh, man. Good one. Uh, I got to go spring just because I live in New York and it's oh, freezing yeah. all winter. And when that spring comes, it's, uh, it's a fucking breath of fresh air. But I do love the fall, too. But I'll go spring.
0: How about sausage links or patties?
3: Oh, wow. That's the big one.
0: one. That's the.
3: That's... Damn. Both great. Uh, <laughs> a Link is good at dinner, but a Patty's good at breakfast.
0: Ooh, look at that. So
3: uh, I'll go Patty for breakfast, Link after breakfast. <laughs>
1: this guy's okay. got all the fucking answers.
0: Shrooms or Wheat. cocaine? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not really on it.
3: I'm all shrooms. All shrooms. I can't smoke weed. All the time. And I get it, it's great, but uh, I get bad anxiety. And, i hate myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's why i don't smoke weed because it intensifies the hate for yourself intensifies the hate for yourself same
1: um clint hit him with the the island we got the one last trophy question here that you know like i said we're technically a music podcast so we'll wrap it up with a music question uh you get shipped off to an island you get to take one uh, one album with you i can talk i swear what would that album be
3: uh i would go with george harrison uh what's that one uh the big one he has all things must pass there we go
1: that was totally worth the wait
0: what is it what is it about that album i don't even know what it is i've never never heard it oh either.
3: man my sweet lord what is life it's got every uh every good hit and it, it the song or the all the songs on that album it's like uh well they all like hit you right in the, in the gut they're like moody and Soulful of that wall of sound, uh, Spectre guy.
1: Oh, Phil Spectre, yeah.
3: Phil Spectre, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, Mark, uh, we appreciate your time. Yeah, we appreciate you getting up early. I, uh, I have fun with that flight and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We we Just hope to miles. see you soon, and uh, good luck with the Tonight Show, man. That's fucking cool. We've, we've never had anybody that's done cool shit like that.
3: Oh, thanks. I uh, appreciate it. And let me know when it comes when this comes out. I'll give you a retweet and the whole anal.
1: <laughs> the whole anal. That's the whole my anal. favorite. Because <laughs> half anal just doesn't do it for anybody. <laughs> All right, Mark. Yeah. Have a
0: have a good one, man.
1: Take it easy. Bye. Well, as promised. Yeah. He was funny. <laughs> he should make a career out of this. I think he does. Oh yeah, we asked him about that. Yeah. We talked about that.
0: So thanks for sticking through the the crackles and the pops of clint's at&t service or whatever the hell he has (laughs) they they're
1: they're one business requirement away from being god i don't understand how my cell phone can't get fucking reception it's it's just in your basement stupid but don't make fun of my fucking cell phone your cell phone wouldn't even he couldn't even hear i think it was him not my phone i you can think whatever you want his his fingerless gloves were you and your verizon can kiss my ass
0: all right, so let's move this along to the news. The news. And Clint wants to know if uh, Megadeth is hiring. Of course. Who the hell would want to be in that, as it says, glorified solo project? Me. Yes, me too. <laughs> what it, I read this article, and I still don't understand why you put it in here, what it's saying. And I read it.
1: I think it's it's just funny the idea of Dave Elson being a salaried employee of Megadeth. Just that whole idea is funny to me. A salaried Megadeth employee, aren't they all? I don't. I've never thought about I mean, it. It's that the way. it's the good
0: ghost, right? I've, Except you get to know who the other people are,
1: right? Yeah, I've I've just never thought about it, and that it's the phrasing of it that makes me laugh. It doesn't say his salary though. I'd like to know his actual salary before I apply for the job.
0: $20 and a 12-pack of Yingling Light every day. Sold. <laughs> I'm your guy, Dave. <laughs> what do you want to play? The, the triangle? Sure. I mean, not, I'll get there's no way you're keeping up on the base. Oh, God, no. I couldn't keep up on the triangle, but I think I I'd keep, try.
1: I think uh, that's a good angle. Lou.
0: Nothing. <laughs> we got a giggling Lou in the corner, but we keep pointing that. She's more hungover than Clint, so. She's extra, sort of, kind of drunk, giggly, I think.
1: it's because she's not drinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are insane. Back to the show. Fear Factory. Fear drama. Factory for no real reason. Um, I was kind of sad to read this. Cause
1: could, I was, too, because it's not as funny as I thought it would be.
0: Well, I, really, the only thing I care about is are we getting new Fear Factory or not?
1: And apparently, there's some kind of like legal thing between them and their old bassist. Christian Old Fucking bass
0: are the worst human beings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the uh he was the bass player and then he was the guitar player and then he was not in the band anymore and he seems to be taking it well. Posting
0: posting salty ex-girlfriend pictures. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, is that just uh is he in a current band and maybe that he's doing at like the club so. current... uh,
1: if he is then it's not anything that anybody's actually hearing. And he he'll post shit about how Fear Factory's disbanded and shit like that.
0: And how they they're just they just suck at running a band. They're terrible businessmen, basically, is what he says, I think. Um and some good advice in there, cut your grass so short that you can see the snakes. From Dino, From Dino Perez. yeah. Yeah, so
1: responding to Christian.
0: This might just be a whole ruse in in itself to kind of get them back in the news to then come no. say, BAM album it, number what, six or seven or whatever. No, God no, it's like ten. Ten.
1: No, they they fucking hate each other. <laughs> and uh it's very amusing. Do you think they wear chain? To watch them, oh, for sure. Okay. It's it's just fun to see their public cat fight.
0: Well, let's read what it said. What Too bad. Said? Fear Factory is now history, and is now history, and now the past. It's that's
1: kinda... he's posted something that like that twice now. Take care if of your. Hold on. Hold on. Hold your. Take fucking...
0: care of your business and learn how to be business minded, and how to successfully successfully run a band. He said the same thing seven times, in two sentences.
1: You said successfully for six <laughs> minutes.
0: We're we're short on time here. <laughs> we're we're long, We need more. more more content. Speaking of content, oh, tool, oh, is content with keeping you waiting for the new Whoa, album.
1: Oh, that's not what the story's about. Though. I know. It's a third, another one about a bass player, player. story. Being, Everybody claps. But what is he being? He's just. He's playing for ministry now. Paul oh, DeAmore, yeah. the Paul, yeah, Paul Diamore, the original bass player of Tool, is now playing with Ministry, starting uh, sometime this summer. The which is fine and good and all that stuff. You know, him and Tool didn't end up getting along. He left. Obviously, they're doing all right. Um, ministry has picked him up, and in talking about this, Al Jorgensen tells a pretty fun tale about some uh, interaction that he had with Tool back
0: in the day. You going to tell him about it or you want me to tell him about Go it? Go for it, buddy. So he used to drink a bottle of um, liquor. What, what was it? Bushmills. Bushmills on stage, and he would put uh, two drops of liquid LSD in it and take it out on stage, and you'd drink it. And when he came off stage, there was Out some, there
1: singing, Jesus built my hot rod on LSD.
0: He'd come off stage, and there was these enthusiastic fans standing there saying how great he was, so he handed them the bottle not realizing or remembering that he had put liquid LSD in it.
1: Those those two enthusiastic fans turned out to be Paul, the bass player that is now going to be playing with him, and Manor James Caden.
0: You may have heard of him. And uh, they freaked the fuck out for a few days, apparently. <laughs> and they, they give him credit to making cool uh, cool tool more psychedelic. For whatever that. Pretty cosmic, right? Pretty right.
1: fucking trippy, dude. That's the last
0: sentence of a guy who actually gave accidentally gave people
1: LSD pretty cosmic pretty cosmic <laughs> have you seen him lately jorgensen yeah no he is a fucking nightmare <laughs> he's <laughs> he's got i think it's like 10 piercings across his eyebrows you know up and down like bars yeah and just the tattoos and everything And is he's probably pretty old didn't? oh yeah as the hairline shows it but he's got the bandana to cover it and mm. He's got those weird-ass sunglasses. I mean, he's he's retired ministry like 14 times now and right. keeps bringing it back. And God knows the ministry albums that I love, I love dearly. Shit like Filth Pig and Psalm 69 and, uh, oh, that, that last good one that I can't remember the name of that's got Bush on the cover. Whatever. it, But it also, there's some pretty bad ones and uh, that he doesn't seem to be deterred. He's just going to keep going at it. I saw something recently where his old bass player, Paul Baker, who was on everything up through uh, Dark Side of the Spoon, I think, is with somebody else. But this is kind of useless because I can't remember the end of it. Good story, bass player. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Real quick
0: word from our sponsor.
1: New sponsor Incarceration Festival 2019 is back.
3: Ohio's rock and tattoo event of the summer. July 12th through 14th, Ohio State Reformatory, Mansfield, Ohio. Starring Shinedown,
2: Godsmack, hey,
3: Five Finger Death Punch. Taking back Sunday, live, Cedar, and many more. Over 30 bands and 70 tattoo artists. Lock up your three-day weekend passes
1: now at incarceration.com.
0: Clint, give away some tickets this week.
1: Okay. Social meds. Do you like tattoos? Do you like rock radio? This will be your festival. If, go for the tattoos. Stay for the boobies.
0: And if you like radio, I rock,
1: realized Dude, one of our uh, completely... Did not realize this. Swear to God, one of our uh, story posts that I put up last week of "Blame of God" and yeah. Sonic, boobies. I didn't see them boobies oh in the video. <laughs> and I was lose looking up the boobs. That I didn't even realize it. I'm sitting there watching it as it. You know, after I posted it, and oh my god, there's boobs.
0: I can't believe that's still a thing. I thought that kind of. I faded can't believe away. we didn't
1: see it when we were standing there. <laughs>
0: I did. I saw one or two people just walk by topless, just walk by with no shirt. That was yeah. It. But
1: I told you I was taking my shirt off. <laughs> that doesn't
0: count. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um, albums and uh, tours. What are you going to talk? We already talked about that. What they talk? Oh, okay. Yeah. So Ginger's recording a new album, but it's but it's like the the post P right because the EP was the pre P and they, <laughs> you know it's kind of like a the micro album was supposed to it was like a so precursor to the next one. That was like, the P and yeah, this is the PP. This is the PP. Pee P coming out by Ginger. <laughs> excited. Excited <laughs> to, to listen to their PP. Um. <laughs> excited to go see the see her twice. Um, are
1: you still planning on going to Cincinnati?
0: If if I have nothing to do?
1: Yeah. You're out of your mind. Yeah, I mean.
0: Yep. Go see your pee pee. <laughs> um
1: <laughs> and, and reviews. Hopefully the album will actually be out by then that's in the no, fall, be, no, I don't think
0: so. I think it's in the summer. Maybe it's outside. I think. I don't know.
1: What's outside? What, what the show? fuck are you talking about? It's it at, at the Rosa.
0: Right. I'm talking about Cincinnati. Oh, who cares?
1: Not me. Review. Do you want to do that? If you, you didn't listen if, to it, if you well, I mean, how many times have I just reviewed something and <laughs> you shut it out?
0: We'll we'll do a quick review on. Rammstein's new, al- new album. Uh, what's it called? Do you have any idea? It's self-titled.
1: Is it really? Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> I, mean, I don't understand that, but you, you write all these songs and words and stuff and you can't think of a title? I mean, Rammstein's a pretty fun word to start with. And I got, so I started listening actually, to Actually, I
1: was corrected yesterday. I think it's actually Rammstein. Rammstein?
0: Rammstein. Rammstein. We're in America. We'll, we'll pronounce it however the fuck we we'll want to. We'll say banana however we it's want to. It's our show fucking banana steen um so in one of Ola's video, videos he recommended listening to the song papa peepa Popa poopa, poopa 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 okay it was about like child molestation or something apparently but um so i listened to it and it was really really cool so i was like well let's just listen to the rest of it the- no i mean because they're obviously not singing in english and i thought i'd be really really annoyed but i wasn't it was pretty good I won't go back and listen to the old stuff or anything, but it was fun. You should listen to it.
1: You should listen to it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it would be nice to know more what the fuck they're talking about I because see. I'm interested in that stuff. But for someone like Clinton who doesn't give a fuck, right? it's probably better.
1: The, yeah, the one listen I had on it, I, I, I like it a lot more than I thought I would. I love the funny words.
0: The German? <laughs> yeah. The things that they're rhyming. The spring and string and,
1: and frub and flyb <laughs> and shit like that. that is good. I yeah, like I liked it a lot more than I thought I would listen to it at work. I will definitely come back to it and maybe actually give a proper review of it sometime soon. About halfway through it, I had a similar thought where, you know, I thought I'd be annoyed with the whole not understanding what he's saying and then realized, no, yeah, I don't care at all. It's <laughs> it makes his voice just like another instrument. Right. And his voice is fucking cool. He's got a really cool voice. So are you actually gonna one out of five it, you gonna give it a shit? Uh I'll give it a I'll give a shit. We'll go three and a half shits. Three
0: and a half shits? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what scale that's based on other than that's the number that came to my mind.
1: There you go. If that's the number that came to your mind, then that's the number it's getting. That's it. All right. Um, Any idea for shenanigans? No. You didn't tell me we're going to do some. We do something every week if you got something. Oh, uh, pedal update.
0: Pedal update. Uh, and for those
1: that don't remember.
0: I bought a delay pedal. I still I can't remember what kind of pedal it was. I think it was a delay pedal. It's like a fucking DIY. year and a half ago. DIY symbol. No, because we were doing the podcast. It was like two years ago. <laughs> and uh, I will never assemble it, I don't think, because I have a pedal that does it all.
1: I believe I had that.
0: You never, I didn't have a I, pedal that had it all well, when that, I got whatever.
1: it. Whatever. I told you you would never fucking put it together. I never disagreed. <laughs> it was <laughs> $20. You did. you did, too, disagree. You said that you were you know, looking forward to soldering it and I shit. Am.
0: I still am, one day. Never
1: going to do it. Never going to do it. It's still sit- Where is it even sitting now? In the studio, in a drawer. Waiting out, on me. Out of sight,
0: out of mind. Waiting on me to solder 50,000 resistors and transistors and Mr. Sisters and all that stuff. Mr. Sisters. Um, no gear geeking. No one got anything new.
1: That was the fucking pedal update.
0: That's not. That's a pedal update. That's not gear that's geeking. That's gear geeking. Kretcher got a new Bias mini amp. That's gear The geeking. other guitar player in yeah, our band. With a MIDI controller, foot Insidient. switch, and does everything. I'm excited for that. If he was here, I'd make him do some gear geeking. But he's not. He's not. So... We're done. We are? Yeah. Where
1: are we at? 46 minutes. That's fine. It's good enough. It's something. It's less than 50, but it's more than 43. Would you rather? Would you rather be a
0: stand-up comedian or a ginger?
1: Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> We're on social media. All the social medias, as long as all of the social medias are Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us, like us, follow us. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. The show's coming up for the band Insidient. Find our band there too. It's uh, Insidient Band on Instagram. I n s i d i a n t. Good, good, good job. Maybe do it slower so that people. I n s i d i a n t. Way to go, Brian. Capital I. <laughs> we're on. Uh, yeah, we're Instagram and Facebook there too. Um, in the background. In the background is more Ram Springer. I mean <laughs> Ash Springer. Ash that's not funny. We shouldn't do that. <laughs> it is funny. It is kind of funny. <laughs> I don't understand how the hell you made that connection. Uh, their song, Dreamscape, and uh, it's the good. We've heard the album. It, well, You've I've heard, heard it the right? album. And it is, uh, I'm looking forward to the release and seeing how it's.
0: I rely on you to tell me what to listen to, what not listen to. You didn't tell me to listen to it, so I it's, didn't listen to it. You
1: saw the fucking messages going do back Do you and think forth? you did?
0: Or did you think you got them 0.5 seconds after they came
1: through? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see none of that stuff. Maybe right. one of those things. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, check them out. Like I said, their album comes out uh, June 28th by a Prosthetic. Yep. Our Shout out. Uh, and uh, and bye. That that song's bye. already out. Check it out. Enjoy yeah. it. Uh, should you find a reason to email us, it's still eostupidity at gmail.com. And other than that, I'm going to let Brian say goodbye because he is itching to do it.
0: Yeah, and take a giveaway this week.
1: Take a giveaway. Yeah. Bye.